David Mullix, CEO of Bloomerhall Capital Partners, and you are tuned into Your Business Matters, a podcast brought to you by Exim Bank Jamaica and hosted by Henneka Watkins Porter. Your Business Matters brings thought leaders together on thought-provoking ideas every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on your favorite podcast app. You have questions and we are giving you answers. Luxury beaches, countless grains of pure white sand, tranquil breeze and palm trees, our beautiful island Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica. We miss the vibrancy of our tourism product, but hope is on the horizon. At Exim Bank, we know that SMEs in the tourism industry need support to keep this vision alive, to continue building our national legacy, to strengthen one of our country's strongest assets. We also know that in times of adversity, you need financing to keep serving the tourism sector. Our mandate is to help you so that you can survive, thrive, overcome challenges, and meet your financing needs. Let us help you to build a better future for your business. Ask about our small and medium-sized tourism enterprise loan today. Borrow up to 25 million with interest rates as low as 4.5% and up to seven years to repay. You can breathe easy. Enjoy your progress and continue contributing to Brand Jamaica. Exim Bank. By helping businesses, we save lives and livelihood. I am super excited to get into today's discussion, but before we do, Kareem Nemhard, Business Development Officer at the National Export-Import Bank of Jamaica, Exim Bank for short, joins me to share about the SMTE loan. Welcome, Kareem. Thank you so much, Anika. Thanks for having me. First up, what is SMTE? Our SMTE is a facility from the Tourism Enhancement Fund that is geared to entities that are linked directly and indirectly to the tourism sector. So that would be small and medium-sized tourism enterprises. That is absolutely correct. That's for small, medium tourism enterprises. Awesome. So why a loan specifically for that sector? Why is that sector important to Exim? All right. So as you know, our tourism sector is the lifeblood of our economy. Um, Most times when you speak to the small accommodation sector, they will speak to you know, challenges in terms of access to financing and also the interest rate when they go to like um, the private banks to seek financing. Now, with this 4.5%, it is extremely low. It's the lowest um, available on the market right now. So that allows them to access cheap money to expand their capacity, whether it's, um, you know, refurbishing, renovating, adding additional room, um, you know, just the whole rebranding of their accommodation. So this allows them, as I said, to expand their capacity. So will applicants need to have collateral in order to access this loan? Yes, they do. But Exim is flexible. We use a wide range of um, collateral. So it can be real estate. It can be third-party guarantees. It can be hypothecation of cash um, that you may have there sitting in your savings account that you probably don't plan on touching anytime soon. Bill of sale over serialized equipment. We use good receivables. So, I mean, there is a multitude of different securities that Exim use um, as their collateral. 
And how does one qualify for the SMTE loan? Our qualification is once you are in operation for at least two years and you can prove that at least 25% of your revenue is derived from the tourism sector, you're qualified. Awesome. And finally, where can persons go to learn more about you know, getting access to the SMTE loan that Exim Bank offers? You can go to our website, um, eximbankja.com. Um, you can click on loans and you'll see all the different loans um, facilities that we have and click on SMTE and you'll see the literature there for your perusal. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kareem. That's Kareem Nemhard, Business Development Officer at the National Export-Import Bank of Jamaica. As I said, Exim Bank for short. Thank you, Kareem. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Exim Bank's Your Business Matters. I am your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. On this show, as we have been saying, we are bringing thought leaders together with thought-provoking ideas and methods on business matters to help grow your business. Corporate social responsibility is a company's commitment to manage the social and environmental effects that its operations have on the community. More now than ever, the need for businesses to be present in community welfare is increasing. With persons losing employment and facing adversities of every kind, customers are looking to the faces of their trusted brands to see just how much they mean to them. The debate continues as stakeholders aim to decide whether a business should alleviate societal pressures or work to increase the wealth of shareholders. Supporters of this theory maintain that by continuing to meet the needs of shareholders, the business guarantees continued success. The legitimacy theory of corporate social responsibility maintains that because businesses have the resources, especially large firms, they are obligated to promote society's interests with much of the responsibility resting on the shoulders of larger for-profit companies. On the other side of the coin, businesses are formed with the aim of making profit, much of which is reinvested into the company. For-profit companies have a responsibility to their stakeholders. Smallbusiness.com purports that when businesses donate funds to charities and make use of expensive technology and equipment to reduce pollution, the company runs the risk of decreasing and depleting profits. So how do you decide the best way to pay it forward? Well, today I have with me Caroline Mafood, who is the CEO of Grace Kennedy Foundation and chair of the Jamaica Network of Corporate Foundation, along with Dr. Dawkins Brown, executive chairman of Dodgen Global, to dissect this matter of corporate social responsibility. This is happening right here on Your Business Matters. So corporate social responsibility or profits. Let's debate that. So let's start by asking you, um, first of all, welcome both you um, lady and gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you. 
So when we talk about corporate social responsibility, where is the debate really? Because it's a given. I mean, who doesn't, who shouldn't have a, a good heart, a big heart, you know? And companies should make sure that they're protecting their environment, they're taking care of the welfare of society and all of that, right? So what's the debate really? Dr. Dawkins, um, Dr. Brown, let's, let's start with you first. Well, I think we have to be very careful um, when we, in terms of how we analyze and assess this term corporate social responsibility. It's a relatively new term and it's important that your audience, I assume, uh, business operators, current and prospective business operators. Uh, Correct. Notice that sponsored by Exim Bank. And um, so it's important for us to understand what is the, what is this corporate social responsibility? And we also have to fully understand. A lot of people believe that when you talk about corporate social responsibility, I, I think of a person, I think there's, a, there's some misinterpretation. And uh, corporate social responsibility started with a buzz about protecting the environment. And it gets lost. And so you find executives are sometimes themselves losses to the role. Now, it is very simple that it is broad and sometimes we are mixing up corporate social responsibility with business development activity. So what is the role of business? We have to focus on the main objective. The objective of enterprise is to generate profit for its stakeholders. Now stakeholders are very broad. Stakeholders doesn't mean shareholders. The stakeholders also include your employees, your government, organizations that, that deal with social um, dysfunction activity. So a company doesn't necessarily have to say, this is my contribution to the CSR, because by virtue of operating and being profitable, that is their role and their function. They have to make profit, you know, it is my view. That you really can't, you, you can't go, you can't be going to every man here at the same time. It doesn't work. You have to decide which way, what, what it is. We are here as key stakeholders and enterprise to generate a profit for its stakeholder. It is not only for the shareholders. So I think there's a misconception that you as a company have to create a separate CSR policy in order to be regarded as good corporate citizens. And that is a myth. And that would be my opening statement in regard to it. Um, the, 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 the issue of companies being socially responsible, they are socially responsible in terms of what they do. There are some companies who are able to create a separate entity to deal with, you know, things like foundations. I mean, Ms. Ms., Ms. Mafu will be more, will be very familiar with all of that and what they do. But it is my view that when companies invest in social services is an investment is business development activity it act as a competitive advantage in our free market the objective of companies is to operate freely without fraud or any corruption and to generate profit for their stakeholders now the stakeholders themselves can deal with their own individual social responsibility the, 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 the shareholders can determine who they give donation to. The employees also give away a lot of money, you know. 
even to the windscreen wipers. That's also part of social responsibility. All right. So um, with that said, what I'm deducing from what you said, Dr. Brown, is that, well, the fact that we're making profit as a company, that's in and of itself is enough corporate social responsibility. Um, but that to me doesn't have any social aspect that has um, an intrinsic capital capitalistic um, aspect, which is at the bottom line. We know that companies make profit and they're in business to make profit. So you're saying other than that, doing that outside of that, we don't need to, you know, be thinking about corporate social responsibility as a company, because as individuals, we're doing that. Let's hear. Can I respond, sir? Yes, yes, yes. I will. Exactly. I work for one of the most profitable companies in the Caribbean. I work for Grace Kennedy and we have we are making record profits and I'm very, we're very proud of that. However, We've always, always had a concern for the, for the society. Um, we actually have two foundations at Grace Kennedy. The first one was established in 1979 because of all that was happening, all the political upheaval that took place downtown. And we wanted our staff members to be safe. So we invested in the communities downtown and wherever we had our factories because we wanted to protect our, our, our staff. And as a result, we've actually changed hundreds of lives. Um, the foundation that I lead, the Grace Kennedy Foundation, will be celebrating our 40th anniversary next year, and we have a large scholarship program. We have changed so many lives as a result of our investment in education because of our tertiary scholarships. Now, that's good for business because when their earning power increases because they have a degree, we benefit. Their loyalty to Grace Kennedy has grown. They're going to buy Grace products. There's a win-win for us, but we have changed lives. One of the things that we've worked on in the last two years is a food bank for university students because many of our students are suffering from hunger. And we recognize that, you know, it was great to give money for tuition, but we needed to solve that issue as well. And we've been doing that. And again, when you hear the stories of one, per, one person shared that her family used a tin of mackerel for a week that they share. Now they have more food. What I'm saying is we are we are making profit just as we should, but we are also having an impact on lives. And I know for Grace Kennedy, I don't know about other corporate ent ent entities, but it's in our DNA to do that. We've never even blow tooted our horn really over the things that we do and the lives that we change and the amount of food that is donated left, right and center. And the other thing that I would share is what corporate foundations contribute to the economy of Jamaica is quite vast as well. We, we, there is a lot of contribution from a corporate perspective and from a foundation perspective. And I think the economy would struggle if the corporations weren't doing what they were doing. The, the other aspect you need to think about too is that yes, CSR is fairly new, but consumers, your customers require you to be socially conscious. If you are not socially conscious, you are gonna lose business. If you're polluting, if you're polluting the waterways where you have your factories, you are going to lose business. It is, it is a, you have an corporations have an obligation to be corporately, to, to be socially responsible at this point in our history. That's just the reality we face. And so I just don't think it is an option. I think, I think profit and purpose go hand in hand and you can't separate the two. Mm -hmm. So with that said, um, you want to rebut, um, Dr. Brown? <laughs> I think, I think, you know, 
It's important, and again, I go back to my opening statement. What is CSR? <laughs> All right, well, define that for us. Define that for us. CSR, because the, the, the vast amount of people sometimes regard CSR as an activity where a company decide to give donation. And they decide to give donation, and based on the amount of donation that they give, they look at those companies are good. And if another company don't give donation, that company is bad. And I'm saying that is wrong. That does not, that's not the, that's not the, 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 the objective, actually objective of CSR. But that's what people believe in. And so there are some companies who are not able to do and to create a foundation like Grace Kennedy, who is not mm -hmm. seen as good corporate citizen. And I'm saying that that is wrong because the idea of being socially responsible has nothing to do with only hand down. So foundations generally are no hand downs. Going no, down we change lives. Uh -uh. We that change that lives. Social responsibility. Is no more way. Corporate social responsibility is <laughs> a company that main objective to go into business. So it is not a myth. They are there to generate profit. What is profit? Profit is revenue minus cost. That's the head of it. A lot of companies might, might be able to have a foundation, but the virtual basic fact that they what they, they create a product that is useful to life. They hire employees so that employees can earn a living and not rely on handouts. They generate profit and government is able to benefit from taxation to deal with the social ills. Okay, the next, well, thing is, the, the next thing is that <laughs> while donation, donation is a cost from the revenue to give them the profit. But people believe, or sometimes there's a misconception that, oh, if I don't give, I am, I am not good. That's not true because one of the key motivation of donation is a tax write-off also that is given with a lot of people. So corporate social responsibility, people need to understand the meaning first before they determine who is socially responsible on the issue about protecting the environment the laws deal with that the laws never on all of those give you rules to obey and if you breach those laws the government deal with that it has nothing to do with corporate social responsibility is may i say something sure. <laughs> all right go so, right ahead <laughs> I, I think one of the issues um that we don't that i think dr dawkins has not acknowledged is the fact that the government does not have the income no matter how much taxation they put on us to to put to implement the kind of programs that need to be implemented um, and that corporations play a very important role even through covid for example um corporate foundations raised over 30 million towards uh, the handouts that you refer to but towards feeding people during um covid well, I can, Corpor corporations corporations raised over 200 million corporations raised over 200 million dollars to help during ppes um equipment for the hospitals that wasn't coming from the government they needed support they needed help so we definitely are needed to help bolster the economy and bolster bolster social services you can't deny that and something else that you need to acknowledge too dr brown is the fact that with the new generation of employees, you, you talk about employees and that we're here to make sure that our stakeholders are employees, new young employees, if your company is not socially conscious, then it's staying with you. They're staying with companies that they know have a concern for the environment, have a concern for people. And that is not just about profit. 
the, the very I, thing you're defining companies should be like is what turns people off and turns employees off of wanting to work with a company like that. They want companies to show they care about the community and that they care for people. So mm -hmm. that's my view. All right, Dr. Brown, you've been itching. Go right ahead. Important again. You see, and I heard about the issue regarding the pandemic. Yes, I welcome and I appreciate and I've seen the assistance that corporate entities are able to give. However, I don't want corporate entity to use that to say because they are able to give $10 and another entity who can't give it is not a social responsibility because there are entities who have run their companies in losses to keep the employees on their books without profit. No, but that's corporate and, social responsibility. No, yes, but but there's a difference. That's responsible because because the the you talk about what the companies have done in terms of giving out baskets, etc. I see no company in Jamaica that have reduced their prices during this pandemic. Not even one. That would be more socially responsive in the sense that it would reach a larger population size. So when foundations are created and say, I'm socially responsible, and they determine to decide that this is a small selection that I'm going to feed, that is not, that's, not, that, that's a myth. That, that is just whitewashing the entire scenario. Because the donation that they give is coming out of their profits. What about those companies who have no profit? to give no donations from, but they are making losses, but they are keeping on their staff. And they are every month that they pay the 600 or 700 tons to the staff, they are making a loss. But because they are not able to say, I give 50,000 50, worth of vouchers, then the, the community generally would want to give the, the impression that they are not social responsible. But I don't, think, I don't think any more. staff member I don't think any staff member of a company that would sacrifice in that way to keep their staff would in any way malign the, the, the amazing sacrifice that a company is doing for their staff in that case. And I don't think, and I, 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 re, and I think they can actually promote that if they wish. I mean, I don't think that's a, I don't, I think you're, there's two different um, arguments. Right, before you, before you, um, Dr. Brown, before you respond to that, I, I, there's something I want to get from you. I love this. I actually love this. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite episodes, actually. Um, you did mention, Dr. Brown, that, you know, the perception of what corporate social responsibility is. And I think at this point, is this fitting for me and for, for our listeners and for Caroline as well to get your definition of what, what really is corporate social responsibility? Because so far you've mentioned what, what the perception is and what people you know, think that it should be and so on. So in your mind, what is corporate social responsibility? Corporate social responsibility is where an enterprise is engaged in, a, in an endeavor that generates wealth for all its stakeholders. Direct wealth, meaning you are providing a good or a service that satisfy a want. In exchange for that, a return is granted to the shareholders who have invested their risk capital. In exchange for that, the employees who have invested in their education at university, etc., get a return and they return to the employees in the form of wages. In exchange for that, the factors of other factors of production outside of labor is rewarded. So the bank that grant the loan is rewarded by interest. Government is rewarded by taxes that they should use to deal with the social ills. 
In addition to that, now you get a return which will ensure that the company remain in existence and that return is the retained earnings. So it's not every time a company make dividend, it make profit, it go out as dividend to shareholders. It is there also to ensure that the company grow and is able to pivot even in time like this of a pandemic. That is social responsibility. Now, we should not mix up social responsibility with foundations and other enterprises that can select a specific interest group and focus on them in creating opportunity for them. So we all know that Jamaica is one of the most, I mean, when it comes on to giving and kindness and loving, there's nobody else in the world like Jamaica. And we have always been giving. Yeah, when I'm saying that we are mixing up corporate social responsibility with the whole aspect of giving and foundation and welfare where you can select a group and target them for a return or to benefit their individual um, welfare. So we talk about corporate social responsibility. It's not about having a, a foundation. It's not. Every well, I'd like to argue. They, they, and I want to say to the chicken pan man, the man from Reddy's Road where I sell in jerk chicken in the evening, he, mm -hmm. he's, his corporate responsibility is huge. Why? There's like a madman around there that has sweep up the place and then give him a thing. The man who no. has actually No, his corporate social responsibility is to cook the chicken properly so we don't yes. get food poisoning. He has an right, obligation then, to cook properly, to be hygienic. To be that exactly. so, so to me, your, Dr. Brown, your definition of CSR is limited. Man, the restaurant man, where we're at Jonestown, who cook in the evening at five using the grace mackerel, sure, yes, absolutely, 100%. Cook so that the people who are coming in at the seven o'clock don't need to go home and cook them, come and them take them plate, them bowl of rice, and then whatever. One second, one second. Go, I don't know. Um, but then one second, where are you? But, okay, I, good, good. But, but I would argue that CSR is much more than a foundation. No, 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 the foundation no, no, no. work, the foundation work is one aspect of CSR. As I mentioned before, CSR has to do with government relations. It has to do with how we treat our employees. Do we treat them with integrity? Is there transparency? Are we paying fair wages? Uh, there's a lot of CSR that is re revolves around that. There's CSR that has to do with, as I said, product safety. The chicken man on the road need to cook the chicken properly and not poison people so he has an obligation also whether big company small company but csr generally is referring to larger companies correct ah, so so i am saying grace kennedy for example has an obligation to make sure our supply chain is running smoothly that we're not buying from uh you know a source that uses child labor or whatever else. We, we need to be careful about what our, our supply chain is. We need to be looking at, um, are our products safe? So there's much more to CSR than the work of the foundation. The foundation gets the highlight a lot of the times, but when a corporate entity is following CSR practices, they are ensuring multiple things, multiple things. They're adhering to the laws of the land, all of those things. So. I think um, I think we need to take it past just the giving out the handouts. And by the way, I still do not agree that what the work I do is handouts. I don't agree with that. It is changing lives for the future. It is developing the workforce for Jamaica because of the inv inv investment we're doing. When we do our work in the environment, 
and we're working on a project for the Kingston Harbour to help cut pollution in the Kingston Harbour. That ain't a handout. That's that's helping to support the government to create uh, an environmentally sustainable um, system for our country. So no, I am not doing handouts, and I will not accept that. All right. <laughs> so okay. We are changing that. All right. So Dr. Brown, just a, a couple of seconds to to chime in on what you wanted with what you wanted to say, and then I'm going to bring in um, Andre to ask his question. You know, I think, as I said before, and I hope your listeners understand clearly, that the big companies in the world mm -hmm. has been capturing this word CSR as if they are the only one that, is, that, that have this corporate social responsibility. I want every entrepreneur, entrepreneur to know that the moment that you employ one worker, yes, one worker, it is social responsibility because it is embedded in a capitalist regime mm -hmm. in the sense that you are empowering this worker giving them a reward on their asset which is which is their knowledge you are buying their asset and they are getting a reward just like anybody as i said before I think need to be broadened because the CSR people they giving the impression that oh I'm not I'm, I, 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 I have to be big to do it and then funny that the large corporation hug it up as dear baby no we have a new report that is a part of their annual report that is sent out about corporate whatever CSR and some of the small business can't even prepare it they can't even pay the account and they put it together and it, it will give the impression that they are not socially responsible but but Dr Dawkins for a small company all right. They're going to be yeah. contributing to. They're going to be working with the community that they're based in, and that's okay. Not every company can do massive national projects. That's all right, but they can still make an impact in the community that they work in. There's nothing wrong um, with that, and we can't. We don't have to dismiss that. All right. Okay. I know. I know. It's this corporate is social responsibility. Corporate. So it's a corporate business. Corporate entity. Sorry. One one second, one second. Oh my gosh. Um, this is this is my best episode yet in terms of what we the objectives that we have set out. Andre, welcome. Please share yeah. a little bit about you know who you are, what you do. All right. Um Andre Gooden, Group Business Development Manager, Jamaica Stock Exchange. Spent a lot of time in philanthropy as well, as Caroline can tell you. Have oversight responsibility as well for the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange. So I think that's at this point, what I want to say is that the existence of corporate entities in Jamaica compared to Fortune 500 companies elsewhere in the world, corporate social responsibility takes on a different meaning for the simple reason that, as Caroline has indicated, not all the time does the government entities, the government generally, the public sector, have the resources to manage and deal with the social needs. But I would, I would say, and Mr. Dr. Brown, you can give me a comment on this one, that the entities that are responsible for the financial health of the organization, as well as the social health of their surrounding communities, tend to be the long-standing pillars of the community, where, where both the financial health and the social health are intertwined. And those entities have more stake in the game, one, and two, have more respect from the community. And their growth pattern is 
tied to their level of support for the social conditions around them. Wouldn't you say that, sir? Of course, sure. And what I'm saying is that the contribution that is made by these entities need to be properly allocated. All of it is now being tossed into this classification called CSR when it is not. So, for example, if I'm operating a factory in an inner city community, I might decide that I'm going to give a hundred scholarship. Why am I giving a hundred scholarship? The misclassification now is that you would call that CSR. I'm saying it is not CSR. What I'm doing, I'm actually investing in my human resources because those same persons are going to come back and I will have a better pool of employees to select from. So I'm saying that the classification of this outflow that is going, especially in Jamaica, and people calling it CSR. Need to but that is CSR. There's nothing wrong with that. So, no, no, I am saying, okay, that is business development activity right, where they are going to get a direct benefit from, you know, they are investing in it and their return on that investment is huge. That's not what the world regards CSR as. And, and as I'm saying, I that we need to is. classify properly in Jamaica because we pick up a corporate slogan or a slang that is, that is not what the world uses with the high, with the huge high company and the large corporation in the US, etc. where they have serious environmental um, breaches, etc. That's, that's not applicable in Jamaica. And I'm saying that we are we are we have pulled everything together and say, here, this is my CSR, as if I am giving it away without any expectation. They do expect a return and they get a return, significant return on that investment. So I don't want And to that's the benefit of CSR. CSR. But but that's the benefit of CSR. You change lives, you invest in communities, and you make profit. The, the uh, corporations are never going to apologize for making profit. That's why they're no. there to make profit. But they also, as I said, have an obligation now to do more than make profit. They have an obligation to support communities, to be fair, to be just, to not pollute, to ensure that their, their employees are treated fairly and justly and there's transparency. They have the reality is, as I said to you from the start, Dr. Dawkins, consumers will not support companies that don't show and reflect a concern for more than profit. That is the reality. That is the world we live in. We have social media, people, you you do something wrong now, you know, that goes viral immediately. Immediately. So companies have to be consciously thinking about how are they going to invest in communities, how are they going to support. How are they going to make sure, as I said, they have a clean supply chain? These things have a major impact on their profit. And, and they're not, as I said, there's no apology for wanting to make profit. But we have to do just, we have to do and more than that. And it's not handouts. In some cases, it might be. In some cases, it might be, but not. No, I mean, no, no. We are not criticizing profit. I would never do that. I believe in profit. You take cash to care. The objective of enterprise is to make profit, maximize profit for the investors. The stakeholders get their return based on their input. That is the laws. That's the factors mm -hmm. of production. Everybody get their reward for that. I mean, mm -hmm. this is this is not this is clear economics, and it cannot be breached. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is, and I'm and is and is and it, and it is a topic which is there. I want business to understand, and maybe because you use the term corporate, we are believing. That is only huge companies that hire 400 and 500 people run corporate entities. And, and no. that is also a problem because corporate, in the real world, corporate means 
in the real world, whether or not it's a, it's a perception, but it's real. Corporate means you have an office, a nice office, you have staff that wear uniform, and etc. So pe business people, start putting them in a uniform, get your office too, so they can call your corporate. Because you are doing a lot of CSR that is not capital on definition of CSR. With that, with that, with that, I am not going to allow any more rebuttals. <laughs> I am going to, at this point, just ask you to um, summarize all that you have and, you know, you've been sharing, you know, put that into perspective in the context of your points of view, respectively, to, to share to our listeners, give them pointers how to, you know, factor in corporate social responsibility, as in your case, Caroline, and in the case of Dr. Brown, um, should we do without, um, can we do without corporate social responsibility altogether? Do we even need it based on how you've been arguing? So let's wrap in about 60 seconds with that. So I'm going to, I want to give Caroline the last word. So go ahead, Dr. Brown. <laughs> Well, I mean, let me let me just say we are not saying or advocating doing away with corporate social responsibility. We are not. What we are saying is that we need to identify what is true corporate social social responsibility as, as differentiated from investment. In and asset. how do you help? How should they what should they think about in terms of helping to define it? Help us. But yes, simple. So when you use the term corporate social responsibility and you're in Jamaica, and I'm going to localize it now because it's important. I mean, probably Jamaica and the Caribbean. If you look at the word corporate, it is eliminating the small businessman because of what the assumption is of corporate. I am saying that the donations that is granted, that is given, which is a hand-on, is a hand-on mentality, okay? While we appreciate it, we should be empowering stakeholders to generate reward on their assets so they can carry on as acceptable living standard. Not to be pushing this CSR in a way that is a substitute for government responsibility to deal with the unfortunate, is also a substitute for people not to realize that they must get adequate return on their asset called knowledge so they don't have to get no voucher in this pan like in this <laughs> pandemic. It's important to know. It's also important that the small man out there, the bike man, the bearer man, recognize that, that the word corporate, you also have a corporate responsibility. And you must see yourself as corporate so you can be included in the definition that is captured with these entities called corporate. Ours, we only have 10 companies in Jamaica. It's only 10 we would have. I, I, I must say I'm very happy that the stock exchange has, has created a financial platform so the little pan chicken man can carry them one dollar and go invest in some social services too so they can be captured. My main contention is that the word corporate social responsibility where the huge companies come out every year and tell you what they have done, giving the impression that nobody else has done it because they name corporate, them people wear uniform, them have an office, etc. So business people, you can be corporate too. But put on uniform so you can tell people what okay. you've been doing for the So uh, in my rebuttal is it has been wonderful arguing and debating with Dr. Dawkins on this issue. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, 
I believe corporate refers to any legitimate business that takes place and they range from small businesses to huge enterprises like Grace Kennedy. Obviously, a larger entity is going to have more responsibility or have more spend for CSR. At the end of the day, I think it is critical that whether you're small or large, that you are socially conscious, that even in your small way, you figure out how to give back to the community. You figure out how to treat your staff with dignity, how to be transparent in your dealings, to adhere to the laws of the land. All of that refers to CSR, whether you're big or you're small. And at the end of the day, Dr. Dawkins Brown, the bottom line is our government does not have the resources it needs to really fill the gap that we have socially. And that thank God for corporations, bigger and small, that are investing in communities and changing lives because without them, we would be in a very, very difficult situation. We are already, so we definitely need any help we can get, whether it's corporate through profit or whoever, we need the support to help our, our country stay alive. Oh, thank you so much. And I also want to say thanks to Andre Gooden of the Jamaica Social, um, you know, the Jamaica Stock Exchange for coming on and asking this question. And of course, to Dr. Dawkins Brown, who is the executive chairman of Dodgen Global, as well as Caroline Mafood, CEO Grace Kennedy Foundation and the chair at the Jamaica Network of Corporate Foundation. So I had a great time, I must confess, <laughs> you know, I, I sat here and I listened and I'm all smiles because I heard, I saw the punches, you know, on, on video, on camera. Um, I see the expressions I and I and I hear the verbal punches being thrown. Um, thankfully, you're not, we're not all in the same room. Um, perhaps thanks COVID. <laughs> that was fun. We're not all in the same room, but it's all, it's fun, right? Yeah. And it's good to hear um, different points of view because yes, I mean, the majority of people may want to, to argue in the way that Caroline did, but there are few people who actually will argue too um, in the vein of Dr. Um, Dawkins Brown, especially at the fact that they won't come out right and say it is, a, is another thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really happy that you you came and you, you shared and you, you gave us food for thought, right? Um, we, you gave us food for thought. So thank you. Finally, share with our community how they might get in touch with you for further discourse. Do you want me to go ahead? Sure. Go right so ahead, Grace Kennedy Foundation, you can contact us at gkfoundation at gkco.com. It doesn't make sense to give office numbers right now because we are not wearing uniforms and not in office. We are working from home. <laughs> but <laughs> but gkfoundation at gkco dot com is the best way to i felt that i felt that i felt that that's <laughs> the road um so that in global our and i stick to the digital connection so our email is info at dajen d-a-w-g-e-n dot global great all right awesome thank you both so much for for joining me today and I also want to say thank you to you, our valued listener, for, for making it 
another episode of Your Business Matters, which of course is a production of Exim Bank Jamaica in partnership with me, Henika Watkisporter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. You can find me at henikawatkisporter.com and find the podcast at any of your favorite podcast app. If you go to my website, henikawatkisporter.com, please do send me a WhatsApp message. You'll see the WhatsApp icon that comes on the homepage. You need to just send a message and it comes directly to my phone. I'll be happy to get in touch with you. And we really did. Um, I did. I, I trust that we did shed some light on the matter of corporate social responsibility and profits in organizations. Remember to join us next week for another exciting, edutaining episode of Your Business Matters as we help you to move closer to your business goals. To stay in touch or to learn more about Exim Bank, visit eximbankja.com. Of course, in the meantime, you know what to do. Just follow our podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you're an Apple user or Android, uh, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your Business Matters, bringing the matters to the table because your business matters. And as you continue to mind your own business, I leave this quote with you from Bill Ford. Creating a strong business and building a better world are not conflicting goals. They're both essential ingredients for long-term success. Do take care.